Welcome to The Rock Play, where we speak our truth, slay sacred cows, and sometimes agree to disagree. This is an outdoor podcast that aims for the head. I'm Colin True, and today on the show, I'm going to tell you why brands aren't hard enough on themselves or the products they make, and that opens the door for consumer judgment. But don't worry, I know how to fix it. Stick around to find out what I have in mind. But before we get there, folks, have you signed up for Rock Fight's newsletter? Head to rockfight.co and subscribe to News from the Front, Rockfight's once-weekly update of all things happening in the RFU, a.k.a. the Rockfight universe. You'll get recaps of all of our pods and blog posts, as well as sneak peeks at columns before they go on the website, and always a few goodies that you can't get anywhere else. Head to rockfight.co and click on Join the Mailing List to subscribe today to get News from the Front in your inbox every Sunday morning. All right, let's start the show. This past Friday, over on rockfight.co, we ran a satirical piece about the new lineup of skis from Fisher called Nightstick. And I've linked that piece in the show notes so you can see what I'm talking about. But the short of it is, when you name your brand or product something that might be unintentionally misconstrued as something else, you should probably be prepared for some side-eyes, finger-pointing, and giggles. And Nightstick is another example of a brand doing something or making something that highlights the real need for what I call the brand asshole. I long ago came up with the notion of the brand asshole, and this is a position that I feel should be filled at any brand that makes stuff. And the role of the brand asshole is the final hurdle to be cleared when it comes to public-facing brand decisions or product names or designs in order to provide a real-world point of view and poke holes into those public-facing decisions or products that highlight any sort of sarcastic, inappropriate, snarky, or otherwise unfavorable light that could be cast on a brand or product by someone in the general public. And if you think I'm kidding, I'm not. Okay, fine, I don't believe there will be sanctioned positions at brands with the word asshole in it, but my crassness aside, I believe this is an actual need to save brands from themselves. When you're working at a brand, it's so easy to be consumed by that brand's bullshit. To believe to a fault in what is in the brief or to stop thinking about what the market reaction could be to something because you're so in love with what you're building or making. Brands preach dogma that is built on a foundation of nothing to their employees. They call their employees family and they tell them about their very important history at that brand and that opens the door for employees to limit their view of the world and how someone on the outside could view a product or image or campaign because employees as is the way, thanks to human nature, will skew their view to support the community around them. That's where the brand asshole enters the room, reviews what you're working on, and tells you about the poor impression some consumer out there is going to have to what you're making. The best, quick, first example I can give you is Amazon. Okay, so right now, I want you to Google the Amazon logo. Did you do it? You see the logo with the curved arrow that's supposed to be a smile? Right, what it really looks like is a semi-erect penis. And maybe you've never noticed that before, and now you'll never be able to unsee it again. And for that, I'm sorry. But if Amazon had had a brand asshole on staff, when they were reviewing the finalists for logos, the brand asshole could have marched into that conference room, pointed at that logo and said, yeah, that looks like a dick. Boom, problem solved. And now one of the biggest brands in the history of the world isn't the dick brand. By the way, don't believe me? Go back to Google and search Amazon logo looks like and see what turns up in the search results. Now, the brand asshole is a specialist, and not everyone sees what they see. But that's the point, to find the thing that isn't super obvious to avoid the other assholes out there who seek to make fun of a brand's missteps. Because really, I'm talking about myself here. 
I came up with this idea when I worked at brands myself and on one stop in my career, I would walk trade show halls with my creative director when we were at trade shows and we'd rip every bad decision we'd see to shreds. Were any of these decisions poorly intended? Of course not. But there were always enough of them that I wondered why brands didn't do more to suss out the downside of every possible decision. And by the way, this doesn't have to be limited to brands. There's a version of the brand asshole that focuses exclusively on baby names. They drill down on every possible way your impending arrival could be made fun of for the weird name you want to give your kid and talk you into something simple and basic like Jonathan or Susan. You'll appreciate this advice when little Clydia isn't being made fun of in third grade because you'll have given her a different name altogether. Anyway, the other day I had my brand asshole hat on when it was brought to my attention that Fisher Skis released a lineup they're calling Nightstick. And this is where I wish that Fisher had known about and had summoned a brand asshole. And by the way, the brand asshole cares not for the performance or functionality of the product itself. By all accounts, Fisher makes great skis. And I'm sure that the Nightstick lineup performs as prescribed. But you named it Nightstick. Who listening to this isn't immediately getting images of a person of authority holding a short stick built for beating back a perp or a crowd? And if you didn't think of what the word Nightstick meant and you just saw it as some cold-ass name for a new lineup of skis, that's great. But some of you did think that. And that's why the brand asshole is important, to think of the loathsome people out there like you and me who can't help but find the dirty, random, or dumb joke hidden in, well, everything. And Nightstick is a great example to break down, because as brand asshole, had I been called into the final product meeting at Fisher, the one where the final brief, product design, name, colors, go-to-market justifications, the one where afterwards there is no turning back, real money is about to be spent on getting this product made and launched out into the public, my brand asshole feedback would have been, okay, here are your options. First, you can change the name because you're naming your ski after an instrument associated with police brutality. Or you can go full Pit Viper, lean into it, and market Nightstick as the ski that will kick the shit out of its competition and allow you to beat back those inferior skiers you have to deal with in the park and develop a tagline like, uh, Nightstick, take that, hippie! Unfortunately, Fisher didn't call me or any other certified brand asshole into that meeting, and now there are those of us out here who see a ski called Nightstick and raise an eyebrow before making a joke about the ski that beats you up. And that's on them. So I wanted to end this by giving you even more context, so I went digging around and found an article put out by Fast Company that aggregated bad moments in brand history where a brand asshole could have saved the day. Okay, first up, the ESPN phone. If you don't remember, in 2006, ESPN launched a mobile phone and mobile service for sports fans. They invested over $150 million, including an ad during the Super Bowl, and the whole project was dead after one year. Steve Jobs famously told George Bodenheimer, who was the president of ESPN at the time, quote, your phone is the dumbest fucking idea I've ever heard of, end quote. And then a year later, Steve Jobs launched the iPhone, which now years later seems like maybe 1% of Apple's iPhone was created based on hatred for what ESPN did. So what would the brand asshole's take had been if there had been one in the room in Bristol, Connecticut at ESPN's pitch meeting? Well, probably something like this. Okay, so it's $300 for the phone, another $100 for a subscription, and it really doesn't do anything more than any other phone. Yeah, shut it down now. The next example was the 2009 Folgers Coffee Christmas incest ad. Now, if you recall, this is the commercial where a young man is arriving home in the U.S. early on Christmas morning, apparently from West Africa, to surprise his family and finds his sister awake. So they make coffee together for the family, and she puts a bow in him and says, you're my present this year, which sounds sweet and stuff, but since this commercial has come out, 
there have been those who can't help but observe how Peter and his sister are just absolutely vibing. Go watch it again to see what I mean. So again, what would the brand asshole's take had been if there had been one in the room? Okay, uh, yeah, they're supposed to be brother and sister. Yeah, looks like they want to fuck each other. Recast and reshoot with less lingering close-ups, please. Maybe consider swapping out the sister for the mom, but only if you can assure me that Peter isn't into his mom too. The last example I want to point out is Kendall Jenner's 2017 Pepsi ad. This is the ad where Kendall Jenner solves racism with a Pepsi. And anytime you were immediately spoofed on SNL, it's probably bad for your brand. In this case, it was worse for Kendall Jenner because everyone already thinks that Pepsi is dog shit because, you know, it is. So what would the brand assholes take it been if there had been one in the room? Probably. You simply can't do this. You should probably all be fired for spending time even conceiving of this idea. Coke will never hire you if you can't do better than this. Lastly, I want to offer you the best piece of pop culture to demonstrate the need for a brand asshole, and that's Silicon Valley and Gavin Belson's signature box, which, spoilers for Silicon Valley, had a logo that would, uh, let's just say it would make Amazon smile. Now, Gavin probably would have fired the brand asshole on the spot, but still, it's a good example. Look, people, I'm kidding about the name, but not the purpose. So if you're out there listening to this, you're in human resources at an outdoor brand, or any brand for that matter, lobby for a budget to create the office of the brand asshole. And maybe we'll create the qualifications for this position on a future episode of The Rock Fight. But by embracing this concept, we can build a more well-thought-out marketplace. All right, that's the show for today. But before you kick it over to that spoiler-free podcast about Madam Web, please open the app where you're listening to The Rock Fight and give that follow button a little tap to subscribe to The Rock Fight and give the show, also, please give the show a five-star rating. We also want to hear from you. Do you have any stories where the brand asshole would have helped out where you work? Send your emails to myrockfight at gmail.com. And hey, if you're enjoying The Rock Fight, why not recommend the show and share us with a friend who could use a little more rock fight in their lives? The Rock Fight is a production of Rock Fight LLC. I'm Colin True. Thanks for listening. And here to take us out is Chris Dub Makes with the Rock Fight Fight Song. We'll see you next time, Rock Fighters. Rock fight.